Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zoner. I'm Zook. And we're all amazed. I know. <laughs> Colin's married <laughs> now. <laughs> Colin's married, Schmitty is resurrected, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Our pets' heads Jeez. are falling off. <laughs> Don't Wait, laugh Colin too hard, Gilster. Yeah, Colin got married. That, like, and, that's an excuse to miss the show. Come on. Like 12 hours ago. <laughs> you know, he's actually, um, he may be getting it on right now. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Finally, the and, twitching will, will work in his favor. <laughs> or or his his lovely brides. Um, yeah, so we're recording this on Friday, uh, the 7th. Uh, a day later than normal, and our our, our little is there any normal at this point, Zook? Our, you always say that, but is there normal? Not really, no. But our little fresh faced youngest one, little Colin, got married. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I went to his reception tonight. Um, he sent me an invite to the wedding, but I guess it got returned. So I um, apparently have a bad address. Um, but I did go to the reception because I had those those details and. Yeah, he it's like legit. He is he is straight up hooked up now. Sorry, ladies. Yeah, he's off the market. And which, unfortunately, we tried to hook for you, you up early, but yeah, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately for you, ladies out there, his bride is lovely. She is she is quite quite the catch for him. Indeed. So congratulations to the happy geek couple. Um, we probably, not that we've seen him a lot lately anyway, uh, but we'll probably see him a lot less, at least for the first few months here. Uh, in the meantime, before we uh, go further down that rabbit hole and what I meant by it, shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, open book audio, radio, KSCR and geek factor radio. Now you saw some members of geek factor radio there too, didn't you? Um, no, I didn't see geek factor guys. <sighs> although, although sippy from idiot box is i think working on a deal with them if i'm not mistaken i hope i didn't just ruin it for him oh um, but I, I think that he is they are going to st- start um some sort of affiliation well you didn't, so, you didn't sign any nda so i think you're safe <laughs> right uh, but uh, now nobody will tell me anything in confidence although i don't think it was anything in confidence i don't think i blew any big surprises there but who knows <laughs> talk at a wedding reception is never in confidence no, because no. usually there's a lot of people that are drunk. However, this was a Mormon wedding. For all you know, he was just telling you that to impress you to hook up with you at the <laughs> wedding, you know. And let's face it, who wouldn't want to hook up with me? Sexy piece of man meat right here, y'all. Huh? There's nothing you said there that sounded at all <laughs> Not appealing. abnormal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into our headlines. And our first one is straight out of 1984. Um. It ends on a happy note, but I'm going to um, warn everyone right now. Uh, there was a lot of rage when this first came out. It turns out, uh, you know how a lot of uh, government authorities, quote unquote, agency authorities started these alt Twitter feeds, you know, when the Trump administration came in and took over the EPA and took over the FCC and took over uh, the NOAA and yeah, all of them, as you know, happens when a presidency switches over. Well, a lot of people supposedly, and I have to stress that it is supposedly um, people who worked for those agencies didn't like it. And so they started up rogue Twitter accounts. Now 
The reason I stress that is, is because, frankly, there is nothing to say that for sure these are actual EPA employees who have started the Rogue One or the Alt One. And that's across the board. For all we know, it's some guy in Minnesota who never has worked for the government a day in his life. But that's not really the point. Right? I mean, the I, the I Am God Twitter account, I'm fairly certain, is not owned by God. And... The G- Wait, what? The GD Batman one. For sure. For sure. I mean, well, you can't disprove it either. It's an unscientific <laughs> question. Um, But the Batman one and the Hulk one, that's just kind of how Twitter goes, right? Well, the all fact that the you stig. can... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you can be anonymous is one of the nice things of Twitter. Right. Well, it turns out um, one of them, one of those accounts... And I forget which one it is actually right now because I'm trying to look it up and I, I forgot. Um, alt the U- USCIS, meaning the Citizenship and Immigration Services. Um, is, oh, that's what that is. I wondered what that stood for. Yep. Um, they've been very, very, very vocal of their disapproval of President Trump, bashing the administration at every turn. Well, his administration didn't like that. So they were trying to force Twitter to hand over all pertinent personal identifying information on who owned that account so they could go after them. So basically, the First Amendment gives you the right to speak out against the government without fear of reprisal. That no longer applies in this case, apparently. Yeah. um, It it doesn't matter where you fall on the political spectrum or who you voted for, um, because we all... Enjoy the First Amendment. Yes. A little too much sometimes. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> well, we've talked, we've talked about it. You know, just because you have the right to say anything does not necessarily mean you have the right to be free from, uh, reprisal or, um, you know, effect, except where the government's concerned. Right. So Correct. a Walmart employee could tweet something about Walmart and Walmart could fire them. Because that's Walmart's right. The First Amendment does not apply between em- employers and employees, right? Or private citizens. Or pri- or, yeah. Um, I, could- I mean, there are some exceptions. You know, you start getting into, into libel and, and stuff like that, slander. Sure. I, I could tweet something bad about my neighbor and my neighbor could get mad. And I can't say, well, you can't get mad. It's my First Amendment right because it doesn't apply. It only applies where the government's concerned, which is why it's alarming when it's the government coming after you because they didn't like some mean words you said in 140 characters or less. Yeah. Um, well, Twitter sued back. They sued the federal government saying, no, we will not hand over this information. We refuse to hand over this information and there's nothing you can do to make us. And legally speaking, there isn't. This person wasn't making terroristic threats. Uh, they weren't engaging in any criminal behavior, at least by these tweets. Um, for all we know, they were cooking meth while writing the tweets. But really, we have no way of knowing. <laughs> Th- that would have been interesting, right? That, that would have been interesting. In an RV on the side of the freeway, no less. Oh, man, this blue, this blue, what is it? Crystal's so great. I'm going to tweet. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. But, but that I'm just saying that would have been really alarming if the government had actually said, hand over all their information. We're fairly certain he's cooking meth. Because <laughs> we have access Probably to all your webcams. Yeah. Um, I, That would have been scary. But yeah, so Twitter sued. And I'm thinking, and what did this? This came out today? 
Yeah. Yeah. Today, I believe. Um, actually yesterday. It came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Washington Post first, uh, uh, reported Thursday the 6th. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, surely, surely someone in the government was smart enough not to do this, to see this and say, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. Maybe, maybe somewhere in our 200 and, you know, 50 year history, um, there's something to say that this was a bad, bad idea, and so we shouldn't go forward with that. But nope, it went forward anyway. Evidently, the person that person I'm referring to, the person I'm talking about, evidently had Thursday off because come Friday, come today, yeah, they withdrew their request, and as a result, Twitter dropped their suit against them. You know, this very potential. I mean, this if this would have gone through, there was a the potential for a lot of really bad precedents to be set there. Incredibly bad. I mean, as it is right now, it's still a little bit alarming, but perhaps it was just like a colossal lapse of judgment. Oh, it's extremely alarming. But, well, I would have been more alarmed had they pressed the issue. You know what I'm saying? If if yeah. they had taken a look at it and said, nope, we're sure. This is the course of action we're committing ourselves to. This is what we're doing. We're going to take you to federal court. We're going... I would have been just crapping myself. But... As it is, I'm willing to bet, dang it, Steve, you're just an intern. You can't send a request like that to Twitter. You're out of here. We're sorry. We didn't mean it. You know, I'm willing, I'm, for right now, I'm willing to write this off as just a really, really, really horrible lapse of judgment. Let's hope. But still, do you want those kind of lapses in judgment? Well, and it's the intern, you know. You can't fire Steve. (laughs) <laughs> you weren't paying him. <laughs> give it back That's your lanyard. <laughs> Come on, Steve. Give your lanyard back. Sorry, you just can't do it anymore. Can you really fire someone if they don't work there? So I <laughs> I think the biggest nerve this hits is, and I, we always say this, I don't, I, we should like add a trademark to this phrase. I don't want to get into politics. But <laughs> But yet, it seems like every week we are. During the campaign trail, a big to-do was made about uh, then-candidate Trump's tendency to try and sue people who he said was saying bad things about him or untrue things. You know, he he would threaten lawsuits left and right. Uh-huh. And uh, in many cases, he settled or people settled or you never really found out the end result. I think the real knee-jerk reaction to this kind of news was that, oh, great, it's the same thing all over again, only we're now all the people he wants to sue. Yeah. I think we're in a unique time where, I mean, this is really the first uh, election, I I mean, aside from maybe Obama's election, second election, where the internet, especially Twitter, has been so, so rampantly used. And and the usage of the internet is increasing on a daily basis. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, you didn't have things happen like this because hardly anybody was using the internet. Right. Yeah. Well, Obama was even the first one to use the at POTUS handle. Yeah. He was the first president to ever tweet. You know, I think they need to change the at POTUS handle to like at, at tiny hands or something at trumpets. <laughs> it's a redirect. It re- yeah, it just- It's like an alias. It redirects to him. But, yeah, you know, Trump is, for being a businessman in his 70s who allegedly is very thick-skinned, he appears to be very thin-skinned, 
and does not take criticism very well. So what is the okay? So from our standpoint, as three tech analysts on a tech show, what is the big issue here? Is it that we have a potentially? We have to stress that because really all we know right now is what we've already told you. Do we have the issue that potentially the president got hurt feelings and tried to throw the weight of the government against a private citizen um, and their use of Twitter? Is it that the federal government itself tried to throw weight against um, a private company to give up our information? Is it that we don't have quite the freedom of speech we thought we did online? I mean, I, I truly am interested because to me, it's like all three, but yeah, I think all of the above, you yeah. know, if you've got the government going to a online service provider, um, regardless of what that service is, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, your ISP, I don't care if they're saying we are going to, we demand that you give up information on this person who criticized us. That kind of stuff happens like in Iraq and in Russia and places like that, where you criticize the government and all of a sudden you stop criticizing the government because you disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) This username cannot be found. Schmidt, you're going to say something. I, I think a lot of what is happening here, it seems a lot like a situation on forums where you see troll versus troll feeder. You know, it, it's all, it almost seems like someone is trolling President Trump and he's feeding them. He, he's reacting. He's, yeah, I got, okay. yeah, he's reacting. So, I mean, it, you have someone who has been in business, a, a successful businessman for, businessman for most of his life, and now he's subject to internet, whereas I don't, I don't, I don't think I ever remember him being an internet user you know i don't remember him ever having like a myspace account or facebook account or whatever maybe he did i just didn't know it but this seems like his first time using the internet and he doesn't know how to do it <laughs> you know that's actually a really good point because do you want do you think i do you think he's gonna like go wage war against nigeria next because he's supposed <laughs> to be like this multi-billionaire from them and it's never fallen through <laughs> probably yeah. I mean, he's bombing the hell out of everyone else. He's going to go after that prince. Nigerian prince, you've been warned. You've messed with America the last time. (laughs) I don't know. I think he'll he'll be too busy posting first on all the YouTube videos. (laughs) Have you found first YouTube? This is awesome. First, first, first. He's the best first poster. (laughs) That tiny (laughs) hands. It's hard to type first, though, when you have small hands like that. You just mash it with like a keyboard wand. (laughs) <laughs> you need finger extensions can i get a a button that just says first on my keyboard you know i gotta say this i've got an app on my phone uh from ancestry.com and it will go through and look at my genealogy and it tells me every few days oh you're related to this person here's how here's your common ancestor and one of the first people that it pointed out that i was related to was donald trump like within he was like the second or third person they said i incidentally have a lot of presidents in my genealogy they got around they did they really did (laughs) we're being honest they got around but yeah donald trump and i are are like fifth cousins or something like that i i i hate to burst your bubble or maybe i'm going to make you feel a lot better pretty much everyone is a fifth cousin from everyone yeah pretty much when you get to that point it's just it's insane that's what my wife keeps saying, but you know, it's still kind of cool to see, oh, well, we share a common ancestor in the 1700s or whatever. But I realized 
where I got, I have very small hands. <laughs> Donald Trump has very small hands. I know where that comes from now. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my, my tiny hands, I've, I've started calling them my trumpets. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think though, you know, Schmidt, you're exactly right with, with this. It's like somebody is just feeding a troll in an online forum. And Trump is losing his mind over it. <laughs> Gotta find out who that is. Fire it, it's it is You're highly fired. entertaining though. <laughs> it it would be awesome if it wasn't for the fact that he is our president. Well, and and, and last thing I want to bring up on this before we move forward, because I think we've spent plenty of time on it. It is alarming to me that the last time Twitter had to publicly fight a government against getting that kind of information, it was Egypt during the Arab Spring. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's not a good comparison to make. Since they were in mar- under martial law at the time, weren't they? Exactly. You know, it's like, <laughs> look, we said no to Hitler. We're going to say no to you, too. You don't want to be in that boat, okay? Uh, yeah, it's it's a mess. Yeah. Well, speaking of mess, we talked about the whole um, bill that was passed into law last week about how it's now perfectly fine for ISPs to give all your information over to advertisers. Well, not surprisingly, then, a lot of people have started the uptick in research on VPNs has gone like crazy. Suddenly, people who had no idea what a VPN is were trying to find ways to get one. Yes, and that's actually like one of the most common search terms lately. Yeah, um, um, and you can you can VPN legitimately. You can VPN from your computer, from networks, from your phone. You can do a whole lot of things. But here's the issue, and it's twofold. Uh, the first one is a general issue, and the second one is this specific headline. Your VPN is only as secure as A, the encryption you use on it, and B, whoever it is you're connecting to. If you're connecting, yes. if you're VPNing into Google, guess what? You've completely killed any purpose of the VPN. If you're VPNing into a company that then turns around and sells your information to Google, again, I, I mean, it, it's no better. But that leads into the second issue. The second issue is is that there's a lot of fake VPNs out there. And yes. a lot of them are popping up left and right now because... Uh, because of that new law. Yeah. Especially a lot of them uh, will pose as a VPN and it, they're just a website. And they'll say that by browsing with us, all your information is safe. But guess what? You're using your ISP to get to that website. That connection right there, not secure. All, if, if your ISP is the one selling your information, they're getting it no matter what. Unless you, you have to use a VPN software that you install on your computer to get past that. And those are... Or harder to get. You know, uh, I think I have a way of describing this, of explaining the internet to people who don't understand the internet. I want you to imagine back like a hundred years, okay? It's 1917. Back when MySpace was around? Yeah, exactly. Zoner was just getting his license to drive, and... He was still getting hacked. (laughs) Yes, and he was still getting hacked. Dang DMV. We have a hashtag hack Zoner out this week, maybe. Yeah, I think we do. Um... 
But so back then, telephone service was still very, very, very new, right? And if you wanted to connect to someone, it was like a one-digit or two-digit dialing code, if it was even a dialing code at all. Otherwise, you picked up the uh, the receiver, you tapped the hook a few times to signal the operator. The operator said, you know, good, hello, Schmitty, how can I help you? And you say, hey, connect me to Zook on number five. You know, and number five was my address or something. Yes, just a moment. And they would... Plug two wires together. <laughs> and they'd literally... Yeah, they'd literally plug Schmitty's wire into a socket and my wire into the corresponding socket, and boom, we were connected. But guess who was sitting there in the middle of it all and who could plug their headset in and listen to the whole conversation? My bell. The operator. That is literally... How the internet worked. No, I shouldn't say literally. Well, okay, I can't literally. believe I, I can't believe I just used that word. <laughs> that is figuratively. Figuratively, literally the exact same, not quite thing as how the internet works. But in this case, almost exactly how it's packet switching. Yeah, they, it's they literally p- it's take a, a packet of tubes. and switch it to another IP address and send the packet off. So yeah, it's right. it's. But yeah. but it's not one person sitting there. It's a bunch of computers doing it. But yeah, it is. You're. <laughs> You're at your browser and you say, I want to go to Google.com. Well, you're not actually going straight to Google.com. First off, you're sending off a request saying, hey, what's the address for Google.com? The ISP kicks back what the IP address is for it. And your computer then starts routing packets through your ISP to Google. Google then kicks back the information and it's all going through your ISP. So how does a VPN work in this? In this case, a VPN does not directly connect you to Google. That's the mistake people make. What it does do is it connects you to someone else, another operator, if you will, or another ISP in this case. It's not a perfect example, but we'll go with it. And that ISP or that operator connects you to Google. So instead of your ISP, your normal operator getting to plug her headset in and listen to your call, she can't do that. But whoever's at the VPN end still can. Mm-hmm. How So the question becomes, how do you find a reputable VPN source? I'll give you a hint. You're going to have to pay. <laughs> That's a good answer. What? Yeah. If you find a VPN service that claims to be free, they're making money somehow. What? You can't just get one from like the Pirate Bay because I thought you could get everything from torrent sites. Yeah. yeah. That's what Hollywood would have me believe. <laughs> the, the, the Kaza VPN. That'll end well for everyone. <laughs> well, it, And then even that, there, there are two ways to pay for a VPN. You can pay for the entire service and package, like, like Cisco VPN, or you can pay for a, for your own server, wherever you want in the world. I could pay for a server in Germany, for example, and then set up my own VPN service on that server for me to use. So either way, you're paying for something. One is a reputable company. The other one is one you've set up yourself, but you need the know-how to do that. Uh, know-how so. and the ability to keep it up. And frankly, if you're worried about someone yeah. hacking you, you're not going to know how to stop them. That's an <laughs> awful – I'm just being honest. Right. Uh, you're, you're spending a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of know-how and energy just to bypass advertisers because <laughs> you won't be able to be securing yourself against hackers. No. Yeah, that's true. Unless you're trying to do something other than just browse the internet, you know, like trade weapons or drugs, then then yeah, maybe you want a VPN. There's a different VPN for that. It's called the Tor Network. (laughs) That's true. Um, So, yeah, people be warned. I mean, I don't know if any of our listeners would be so bold as to think, hey, I can get a free VPN. 
um, hey, why do I suddenly have a running horse as my cursor and why are ads popping up constantly? Yeah, don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, you there's your AOL. PSA. No, AOL doesn't exist anymore. It's off. <laughs> it's oath now. Oath. Oath. Did you say off? I, 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 well, here's the problem, okay? And this is a throwback to last week's episode. Every time I look at oath, I say OAuth. O-A-U-T-H. Schmitty knows what this is. Mm-hmm. It's how you authenticate with different web services. And I want to say it was invented by AOL. No. Um, Alrighty. Oh. Okay, yeah, I can't remember who it was created by either, but it wasn't AOL. Uh, anyway, yeah. And, oh, anyway, yeah. Oh, OAuth oh, is, is, a, is a long-running protocol on the web. And so oh. naming AOL and Yahoo Oath, every time I look at it, I say it OAuth, and I have to catch myself. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Hey, speaking of YouTube, I don't know if we actually were speaking of YouTube, but we are now. <laughs> um, well, that's what you do. Instead of breaking out the sausage... <laughs> Just Which you can get arrested for in certain areas. Just say, speaking of this, I mean, that's like a great segue in any conversation. Speaking of thermonuclear talking. weapons. Isn't yeah. that called a non-sequitur? You mean a sausage? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sausages aren't very sequitury. Would you say they are non-sequiturs? <laughs> yes. Are they the anti-sequitur? I'm just going to wait to say something like that until every time you're about to take a drink. Counter sequitur. <laughs> I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the I gave you the perfect time. Okay. He was YouTube. like all YouTube sly TV. with his straw too. He's like, um, <laughs> I'm the straw ninja. Okay, so YouTube's <laughs> What the crap are you doing with that straw? You're making, making it glad to be podcast. born a woman. Um, making for good podcast content. So YouTube's TV service has gone live. Let me rephrase that. YouTube's live TV service has gone live. Has cool. anyone tried this yet? I haven't. I mean, well, it's like thirty-five bucks, and I think it's only live in a few cities, isn't it? Oh, that's true. It's regional, yeah. Yeah. So if you're in New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, or Philadelphia. So, <laughs> because evidently this is like what 1982 yeah one, yeah, one thing i think they went wrong was that, that they already have youtube red that people pay for right this was a good opportunity to combine youtube red and youtube tv and it doesn't seem like they have a package deal people who, who buy who are paying for youtube red and want youtube tv still have to pay a separate subscription fee for youtube tv that's a good so, point that's absolutely. a very good point they had a great opportunity to create YouTube Red, a lot of people still don't even know what that is. I love YouTube Red. I mainly use it because it gets rid of ads, but on top of it, there are a lot of um, YouTube-exclusive content that I get to watch. Uh, I, I only watch one of them, um, but it's they're trying to be their own uh, Hulu kind of. Yeah, they're trying content. to be Hulu slash Netflix, and that is what Netflix did really, really well. Remember back in the day when the idea of a Netflix original was so unheard of? A Netflix original movie? A no, Netflix well, original series? What? Why would, like House of Cards or something? Or something like that, yeah. And it, and it went did really well. But everyone's like, why would Netflix make their own stuff that doesn't make sense? Netflix is just for watching other movies. But now yeah. it's like, oh, well, what's on Netflix? Because most of the time... 
an existing movie is not what you end up watching. They have series, they have specials, they have movies. YouTube really had that opportunity here. Now, most of our t- favorite TV shows are Netflix originals now, like all the right. Marvel shows. Yeah, yeah. Ne- I mean, Netflix has has full on become a a network. It is no longer just a movie service; it's a network. And I think you, I think Schmitty, I think you're absolutely right. I think YouTube really had that opportunity here to say, "Hey, look, get this YouTube TV or YouTube Prime or YouTube um, Ultra, you know, the Omega YouTube." And it has 39 stations, and 10 more are going to be joining them soon. And oh, by the way, you can also get our some of our original programming this way as well. You know, it's that idea of come for the ABC, stay for the YouTube Red. Yeah. Not to mention unlimited DVR. So you can you choose your favorite um, sports team or favorite TV show, and all the shows are automatically saved for you at the moment of airing. So you don't have to worry about oh is is my hard drive going to fill up or you know do I have enough space for this? No, it'll it'll keep recording keep them saved for you as long as you have the service. So um, I know you were really happy when Aereo disappeared. I know that was just like your happiest moment ever. <laughs> Look, people, you don't understand. It was it, it impacted them so much. He moved to a different city just to get TV service again. Um, and now I still don't use TV because I'm <laughs> used to not having it. <laughs> but would something like this work for work for you then? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, these are the channels that that I missed. You know, ABC, CBS, uh, NBC, CW, not so much. Uh, but I mean, these are the kinds of shows that we missed out on because we lived in a place that where we couldn't get these broadcasts. The Flash. And Legends Arrow? of Tomorrow and Arrow. Yeah. Well, Flash and Super Arrow on Girl? Netflix now, so <laughs> I, I can't get the up-to-date episodes. You're right. So this would co- definitely cover that. Yeah, Very true. Uh, YouTube did another change. This one is really interesting to me. They've changed the way you can monetize your videos. Now, if you want to make money off of the videos you post, you have to have lifetime subscriptions or lifetime views, excuse me, of 10,000. This basically means that you don't need any one video that's had 10,000 views. If you have 10,000 videos on your channel and every single one has only received one view, well, congratulations, you've gotten 10,000 lifetime views. If you only have one video and it's gotten 10,000 views, you've hit that milestone. But the idea is to make people have a lot of views before you can start to place ads or banners or, you know, pop-ups or anything else to try and monetize the uh, the video. And the reason they've said this, and I can kind of understand, is because they had a huge rash of people going on, creating an account, throwing up a video that they didn't even make, throwing up a bunch of ads on it, and waiting to get shut down, and then just turning around and creating a new account and doing it all over again. And I've seen this, you know, where... Oh man, do you remember this ad from the 80s? Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, here it is on YouTube. And some channel that only has like 15 videos has the ad on their channel. It's a 30 second spot and it has a two minute ad before it. So I'm watching a two minute ad to get to a 30 second ad. (laughs) They're monetizing it. It's not theirs. It's not even worth the 30 seconds to watch the ad, but you see this all the time now, or people copying music videos or anything else. You also have a huge rash of people creating content just for the sake of content. They're not even, it's not even good content. I mean, copied, copied videos aside, you have people just making just dumb stuff and, and 
they're trying to put so much out there to get to get the the ad money in just so they can say they made a buck on YouTube. And and because of that it's creating all this I don't know if you've gone through your YouTube feed lately, but even even mine that has where I've tried to curate it to just the stuff I'm interested in, I still see like sixty percent of it's like just junk. <laughs> not very not very high quality. And so I th- I think YouTube's trying to get rid of a lot of that. Do we think that ten thousand is too high or do we think it's not high enough? I'm I'm on the fence about that myself because the Stolen Droids channel, I don't think we've ever hit that. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's too high when you when you look at what you think is a quality YouTube video. Think of all the um, uh, YouTube channels that you watch on a regular basis. Go look at all their videos, and guarantee they all, they're all over ten thousand views. Oh, at least at least the ones I watch. You know, I'm not saying that I'm I'm only I only watch the high quality ones, but it just turns out that way, right? The people that that I want to watch are the people that make good content and other people want to watch as well. So it's, it's, this is a way of, of calling out, you know, the bad content versus the good content. Not necessarily, this doesn't mean that bad content won't be made. It just means that people that make bad content won't be making that content just to make a buck. They'll be making the yes. content because they want to make it instead of like us, you know, just try to get it. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it though. And Zoner, it sounded like you agreed too. You're right. I'm like, can I tell you the one thing that absolutely drives me nuts is please. It, well, and, and it's talking about this too. It's let's say, um, let's, what's a good, uh, example. Okay. So bad lip reading. We love bad lip reading, right? They just released a new video and it's not anyone's favorite this week. So I can, I can bring this up of, um, the force awakens. Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, and it's awesome. It's hilarious. If you haven't seen it yet, you should go see it. But 1. then, nine right, million views. <laughs> yeah, but then right next to it, you'll have my reaction to bad lip readings, The Force Awakens, and it's a guy staring at his screen, and then down in the corner is a little thing of bad lip readings video playing over it, and it has him laughing, and it has him, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. They didn't do that. And then after it's all over, he turns to the camera and says, okay, so first off, you have this. And he gives like a three-minute rundown on someone else's content. And he's charging ads for it. He's char- he's trying to monetize that. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of absurd. It's obscene. It, it, yeah, it is. Well, and it's interesting, too, because you talked about how so much of this is not even their own content. And... Uh, our buddy David Nett posted something saying today, saying how he goes crazy trying to find origin the original video or the original content whenever he links anything because he wants the original content creator to get the credit for it, and it's it's difficult at times. Yeah, yeah totally is. Also in Google News. Not quite, because previous was YouTube, but we all know it's the same thing. A leak has surfaced. A very interesting, smart, and I can't believe it took him this long to figure it out, leak. So, Google Home has, you know, Google Home. Duh. It's their voice assistant system. It's kind of like their hub, right? That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Google Home. It's the one that was trying to sell people on Beauty and the Beast. Which I didn't get, by the way. I didn't get that ad, by the way. So I don't know what other, everyone else was talking about. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Um, 
There's another one that's not actually Google Home, but it's a smart speaker. So it, it, it looks almost identical to it. Now, this one is saying it is a future home model. I'm so confused. I think I think what it is is it is the next version of Google, Google Home. And it's going to have built-in Wi-Fi mesh on it. So, in addition to getting advertisements for Beauty and the Beast and knowing everything about you, Google can now make sure that you don't drop connection on your laptop as you roam from room to room. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they, they taking, have Google Wi-Fi, right? It, yeah. Little mesh network. Uh, it just makes sense to merge those. I mean, it totally it, does. Have it, Google it Wi-Fi. Really does. We're going to have Google Home as well because they're Google fanboys like me. So why not merge the two? Well, see, and here's the thing too that I really hope to see take off in the mesh Wi-Fi space. If you need a refresher on what mesh Wi-Fi is, um, I should point you to an article. We don't have time to bring it up now, but um, right now, if you want to cover your house with super strong Wi-Fi, and you're like me, I have three professional, no, I only have two. I have two professional grade wireless access points in my house, pumping out so much power that you can see my Wi-Fi uh, a couple blocks away. You may not be able to connect, but you can see it. And I have to do that to try and drown out my neighbors and the business nearby, all their Wi-Fi, to provide strong coverage throughout my entire area. I like this idea of just having little smart things that kind of act as miniature repeaters. So you don't need to necessarily blanket an entire acres worth of coverage just to get strong Wi-Fi. If everything in the house can just give enough to kind of add another link to the chain or to the mesh, just enough, you know, it's, it's it's almost needed. Now we have more and more internet of things, connected things. We have, uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I've been connecting my home with, you know, smart switches and smart light bulbs and stuff. Every single one of them is connected to my Wi-Fi network. If you only have one router, that takes up all the IP addresses really quickly. A mesh network ensures that that doesn't happen. Right. Well, and that's kind of what Z-Wave was built around the idea that every Z-Wave receiver is also a repeater. But that's only for small automated Internet of Things things. Yeah. <laughs> IOTT things. Yes. Um, last Google article, and we need to hurry on this one because we're running long on time. Um, That's what happens when we have a special guest. I know. It's been fun, though. So Google has been bringing a, uh, a news checker to check on fake news into your search results. This is funny to me. <laughs> now, here's what I love about this. I love that it's right there. That sounds like a stupid thing to love, but it's like people will not go out and tip, people typically do not go out and try and find fact checking sites or to say, huh, is this accurate or not? And if it does it automatically, that's great. The, the problem is the problem is, and I'll bet you it's the same thing that you're about okay. to say is go ahead. people are inherently lazy and are typically not Googling these things to begin with. Right. They take them at face value when they see them on Facebook or Twitter. They'll believe it. They don't. It doesn't matter if they think it's true or not. They're going to believe it. No one's going to go fact check it. And even the if they that, were to fact check it, you know, it's like people who try and fact check whether or not um, immunizations give you autism. 
they'll get a thousand links saying, no, it doesn't. And those are all incorrect. But as soon as they get to the one that says they're right. Oh, they, oh yeah. 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 Don't listen to Google. They're just part of the system. It's the liberal internet trying to <laughs> tell me otherwise. Yeah. The, the only people that this will help are the people that are out to fact check anyway. It's, it'll speed up their job. It'll speed up my job. Cause I'm, I fact check everything. When my wife tells me, Oh, guess what I learned on Facebook? First thing I do is turn around and Google it. Yeah. And so this will help me. It won't help everyone else reading that on Facebook. <laughs> so yeah. Facebook needs to implement this. <laughs> well, we've talked about that in, in episodes past. Uh, Facebook is trying to implement it, but it's relying on people to tag fake news. Ah, uh, yes. Which yes, the problem with that in then is right back to that again. Well, here's a very interesting article from CNN talking about gas bombings in Libya. <laughs> fake news. Wouldn't the Google one kind of also rely on some sort of human input? It can't all be automatic. I mean, unless... This is Google. It is Google. You're right. They might have IBM Watson behind it also. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, IBM Watson 2 is the one writing all the content. Um, <laughs> we're going to skip that one. Um, Samsung is off to a great start so far. They've made more... They're, they're forecast to make more money than they did a year ago. And this is after the Note 7 and not even including the projected income from the uh, Galaxy S8. And yeah, they're looking pretty good right now. I won't go into details because we need to fly through it, but I'll give everyone a, um, one little thing on why they're doing so well. It's not from their mobile phone sales where they lost billions of dollars in that Note 7 recall. And it's obviously not from the S8 because they're not including that. It's all from their components. Their component sales have gone through the roof. And do we remember who they sold all their components to? Apple. Mm. They sold all their components to Apple for that curved screen and the new OLED screen and everything. They've been selling out all their hardware because Apple's been buying it all up. So thanks, Apple. You have made the best year for Samsung ever. <laughs> Good I'm job. Sure find a way to sue it. Sue them and get their money back. Probably. Okay. Um, Aji Patel Nan, Nonbread. Um, the FCC <laughs> chairman. Wow, that was racist of me. I love Non. Wow. I'll probably edit that, but not really. So he hates net neutrality. He doesn't want net neutrality, but he wants to fast track an edit to net neutrality, which is basically the same as net neutrality, only now he doesn't have to worry about it because it shoves it off onto the FTC. FCC. Oh, you're right. Uh, FTC, you're right. Okay. No, Because he, he's the chairman of the FCC, and he doesn't That's want to right. deal with it. So he wants to force it off onto the FTC and <sighs> make it so company, so ISPs can opt in or opt out of it. That's that is the stupidest not- idea I've ever heard. And this guy has said a lot of stupid things. You know, I find it very interesting that people in this administration, uh, in the Trump administration... And at the risk of getting political here, they seem to be undoing a lot of the previous administration's things and replacing them with something that's extremely similar or... But slightly worse. Slightly worse. <laughs> like the like the white label store brand version of the previous administration. It, yeah, it's like the black and white box macaroni and cheese versus the not craft macaroni and cheese. Oh, this is going to be political. I apologize, but we all know it. Even if we're not saying it, we all know it. it. They are doing that. You're exactly right. Just to say they're doing it. 
So they yes. can come back and say at the midterm elections or the midterm uh, rallies and caucuses going, hey, remember how much you hated Obama? Guess what? We've undone everything he did. Granted, we put something in place that's slightly worse or is exactly the same. Or you actually liked that thing Obama did, but you just hated that it had his name on it. So look at us. Aren't we awesome? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's exactly what's happening. They're looking at this and saying, oh, well, look, at he's getting rid of all this stuff that we didn't like. And he's replacing it with stuff that is still horrible, but we like it because it's our guy. <laughs> right. Um, okay. It's ridiculous. Before moving on, why is this a bad thing that companies opt in? Well, I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, we're going to switch this over to gasoline companies. Okay. <laughs> uh, because I love to make analogies. I like to speak in similes. I'm like Jesus that way. Um, only, only in that way. <laughs> the only way. <laughs> I can't even grow a beard like him, man. It's my Asian genes. <laughs> Interesting but fact. Man, can he walk on water? <laughs> Interesting fact. I did uh, Ancestry.com. I'm 10th cousin with Jesus. Um, <laughs> lightning's going to take us off the air just immediately. So, <laughs> I forget what I was even going to say. Okay, so the government puts out a rule that says, hey, gas companies, when people fuel up their cars, they don't want to explode. So, we're going to put forth a safety law. A safety regulation you have to follow to make it make sure that your gas doesn't spontaneously explode. Gas companies sue. They say, this is going to cause so much issue. It's not really nearly as big an issue as you're making it out to be, but it's going to cost us millions of dollars to ensure this. We don't want to have to do it. Hey, exploding is a feature. And so the government comes back and says, okay, you're right. We've heard you. You hate this law. You hate this law. We're going to make it so now you can opt in or opt out of the really expensive testing and equipment. So you can decide if you want to go forth and put forth the effort to not kill your customers and make them explode. Hey, aren't we serving the American people great? Meanwhile, the American people are still going, no, we don't want to explode. Yeah. I know that seems like a stretch of an analogy, but trust me, it works out about the same. The telecom companies didn't want net neutrality. The telecom companies wanted to sue the government, did sue the government over it. And now we're making it voluntary for the telecom companies on whether or not they want to protect us. Yeah, bottom bottom line is definitely needs to be fixed. We need to figure out where we are with net neutrality, but nobody knows how to fix it. Nobody knows the best solution, and I don't think there is a best solution. No one so no can, matter what they come up with is not going to be You're mostly right, except the difference is, is no one can agree what the original problem was that net neutrality was trying to fix in the first place. Yeah. Well, the original problem was the most simple. Net neutrality means neutral internet. Right, <laughs> right, but you have one side of it. This is the, this is getting yeah. drawn out, but yeah, yeah, one side of it was trying to say, no, this isn't a problem at all. It's absolutely fine if we do it this way and say, everyone else say, no, it's not okay. This is why we have net neutrality. No one can even agree on that there is a problem to begin with, much less how to fix it. (laughs) And a lot of the people involved can't even agree on the definition of net neutrality. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. We're going to go here. GameStop. Um, Yeah. That GameStop. Hex Honor. Yeah, hacks honor. I, you know, honestly, the government was hacked. Apple was hacked. Google was hacked. Everyone was hacked. I'm kind of surprised it took so long for GameStop to get hacked. I would have thought they would have been first on that list. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. 
They can't even figure out how much a used video game should be worth. How did their security last this long? Um, but yeah, so a lot of customer information was probably uh, leaked. What customer information GameStop was holding on to? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, they got credit card information, actually. Cards, including CVV2 numbers. Oh, yes, great. The CVV2. So, yeah, the credit card numbers that normally would be useless without that nice little three-digit code are now extremely valuable. Wonderful. Okay. Um, well, that sucks. And this this probably only it probably means that only people that used their credit card on GameStop.com were compromised because you I don't would use your CVV right number... Now. On a POS machine. So hopefully that's what it means because I haven't shopped on GameStop.com P- lately. POS meaning point, point of, of circle. Sale, yeah, point yeah, of sale. Yes. Of, uh, yeah. Interesting bit of irony. Most POS devices are actually POS as well. Um, <laughs> swipe it again. Swipe it again. I promise it'll work this time. <laughs> Please swipe it again. Please. <laughs> oh, you mean you have the chip reader now? Thank you for telling me. <laughs> oh, you have the chip reader, but it's not enabled anymore. I hate those things. We don't have Apple Pay. I'm using Samsung Pay. Shut up. And, and when I say those things, I mean people working at the cash register. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of video games, um, this one we're going to have to run through really fast. You know ransomware? Yes. Yeah. Instead of asking for money, these hackers are wanting the high score of a game. <laughs> this is this is like those, okay, so, you know, you're walking downtown or through a busy city and you see people asking for money, you know, and you kind of feel bad for them, but you, like, hurry past them. But then you come up to the guy who has the really cool guitar and he's doing these awesome guitar riffs and he's asking for money. You're going to give him money. This is almost like that, where <laughs> you get ransomware and they're making you do this really cool thing. I don't even care if the game sucks. This is just a cool idea. I want to get this ransomware so I can try to get this high score. I mean... Well, the whole sound? funny thing about this is it was created as a joke. Yeah. The dude is like, I'm going to give it to my friends and make them get this impossible score on this impossible game. And, <laughs> and lock them out of their computer until they get it. Then being the idiot that he was, he posted the code online. And people are like, holy crap, this is awesome. I'm going to start distributing it. Well, see, I would love to do that because then at work, it's like, look, no, I'm not playing the game. I'm trying to recover our company files now. Give me, <laughs> now give me some Mountain Dew and some Doritos, okay? I've got work to do. I'm on level yeah. 20 right now. Come on. <laughs> you want those financial records? Because they're not going to unlock themselves. <laughs> uh, in other video game news, one that confuses me greatly, Microsoft has revealed new specifications for a new console codenamed Scorpio. No, correction. It's not a new console. It is a newer version of the Xbox One. So this makes it the third version? <laughs> it's the, Yes. I was confused about it earlier, too, and then I, I started Googling around and discovered, yeah, it's it's still the Xbox One, just higher specs. So it's not necessarily a fourth-gen gaming box, which is I, I think they're due for another one. Well, They're this just going to reiterate the Xbox One. That's really confusing to me. This but. is what's super confusing to me because they originally announced that the Xbox One, the original Xbox One, which I feel dumb saying because it's not even an old console, so why are we saying the original? But they said this should last 10 years yeah. because it can, because of its architecture, it can receive constant updates. This console should last 10 years. And yet here we are, not even a fraction into that, and we're looking at a third iteration of it? We're, we're four years into the Xbox One. Uh, so, okay, so that aside, has the it specs already been on this, four? 
Yeah, it's wow. Okay, never mind. So, Time flies. The specs on this Scorpio are awesome. They are Look incredible. The specs, and it is a next gen console according to these specs. The problem with this is the problem is that it's an Xbox One. If you buy an X One Xbox One game that will only work on this Scorpio, you can't go p- put it on an Xbox One that was released four years ago, or and even an Xbox One S. Yeah, that, that's the purpose of different generation of consoles. That's the whole pr- point of consoles. You buy a game for the specific console, it will work on that console, no matter what version you have. So I think they're making a huge mistake not making this the next generation because people are going to buy games that will only work on the Scorpio version of Xbox One and their friends can't play it on their four-year-old Xbox One because it doesn't have you know, the same teraflops or whatever. It's, it's not going to be the And the, same. the thing is, I think, I think the biggest telling point that this is actually technically a different console is that they have to specify, don't worry, it will be backwards compatible with current Xbox One games and Xbox 360 games with backwards compatibility. Yeah. The fact that they well, have no, to I, specify that. Yeah. But the, to clarify that, they, they did say that all Xbox 360 games will now be backwards compatible on this because currently the Xbox One will only play, I think, a little over 200 titles of Xbox 360, but this one will cover all of them. I believe that's what it said. But you, but you're right. Either way, it's it's more of a confusion for customers now, uh, dis- despite it being such an awesome piece of hardware. This well, is going to they they do want to introduce VR with this and 4K 60 frames per second gaming, so it's going to be an awesome console. Just, I don't think they, they're doing it the right way. I think the re- main reason they're doing this is because the PS4 Pro came out and yeah. it just stomps the Xbox One S into the ground spec wise. But game wise, it's not noticeable. I'm just saying. There, there have, are games that are made for, for the PS4 Pro, but they do work on PS4 non Pro because the, the way they made their SDK makes it so that it can downgrade your game to work on a regular PS4. So mm-hmm. that they did it the right way. If, if Xbox One can pull that off, which, I mean, it's Microsoft, they probably can. Uh, yeah, whatever. They might be able to pull it off. We'll buy it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to buy it anyway. <laughs> I've got a 4K TV. I might as well. <laughs> you owe it to yourself, really. <laughs> buy American. America. Okay. Um, Uber sucks. Zoner, this is an interesting, amen? though. This is an interesting story. Uber has basically been busted using soft using their software to screw over both their customers and their drivers. They're telling the customers the longest possible route for the most amount of money. Meanwhile, they're giving their drivers the shortest possible route for the least amount of money. And then they're pocketing the difference. You, that's. <sighs> they are dirty, dirty, dirty in so many ways. Okay, so uh, interesting. They're playing I, it like I, the stock market. Buy low, sell high. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, interesting question here. I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat. Does someone just have this massive smear campaign out for Uber right now where all their dirty laundry is making as many headlines as possible? Or are they really this scummy? It makes I you think wonder. They're really that scummy? I don't know. I, they've been around for what, three or four years now? I don't think a company can last four years being this, 
this is coming. I I, I wonder if uh, these are recent changes. I don't know. I mean, they've been successful. If Uber, if Uber drivers were being screwed over like this for so long, there wouldn't be as many Uber drivers as there are. But see, I, if you look at the Uber drivers, there's a lot of turnover there. There, yeah, True. There are a lot of people that are Uber and Lyft drivers. I, I don't necessarily see more Lyft drivers than Uber drivers, but I don't know. I, 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 I get I the would, impression that these are recent changes and not the way they've been operating all, the whole time. Right. It's generally been a downhill slope for them. In terms I, I of would this. also contend, though, that three, three and a half, four years is typically when sleazy companies, when it starts to come to see the light of day. Okay, probably. I mean, maybe maybe they started out clean and with good intentions, and maybe kind of like the 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 dirty accountant of a mob mob gang, you know, starts slim, skimming money under their boss's nose and starts skimming more and more. Maybe so this time, I like think that. it's the boss doing it. <laughs> That's true. Oh, he, yeah. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like like a little bit at a time and all of a sudden they're caught with their pants down and I don't know. Which I think yeah. the CEO has has had happened to him too. <laughs> it was an escort if I remember. Anyway, um into our favorites this week. Uh mine is from Sports Ball. I know, you wouldn't expect that from me. Um an interesting game happened this last week between um one red team and another red team. Um Oh, it's the Cardinals versus Chicago. <laughs> and um, one poor player got hit, like a lot, like three <laughs> times in one play. He got hit at the home plate, took a base, stole second, got hit sliding into second, and then ran across third into home and got beamed at high speed in the head right as he passed home plate. <laughs> I actually fact-checked that game to make sure that really happened. <laughs> right? Because it's like, what are the odds? Well, even better, a, a person on Twitter took a Studio C skit of um, Scott Sterling. The It's an old, uh, like, three-year-old uh, YouTube skit of a goalie. He's a goalie. <laughs> getting slammed in the face constantly, and the commentators just going nuts on him. And he, <laughs> he lined it up with this clip. You can't make this stuff up. Uh, it's hilarious. Check it out. Yeah, it's it's really good. Okay, my favorite is kind of a little different. Uh, I came across a website this week that has some amazing fonts. And they are, I think they're specifically designed for people who are doing web comics. Um, but they are just straight up awesome all around. Uh, they've got some really good fonts. If you have a need for fonts for any projects that you're working on or anything go check them out it is blambot.com and yeah i am i am quite impressed i've actually created a few widgets on my phone and i'm doing a few things right now with some of the fonts but yeah these are these are good things so check them out awesome i will as if you were talking to me <laughs> uh my favorite <laughs> <I this was. laughs> My favorite this week revolves around uh, what we were talking about earlier, the Netflix originals. Uh, a lot of my favorite TV shows are Netflix originals, namely Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and recently uh, Iron Fist. Just finished it a couple days ago. Awesome. Um, so my favorite is the Defenders teaser trailer. Um, if you know uh, your Marvel comics, the Defenders is the group that gets together, including those four people um, and and more. I won't, I won't spill the beans. But this is the teaser trailer for that, so... Go give it a look, see. And also, there's a little Easter egg. If you look at the timestamp that the that the video feed ends at, it's actually the release date of this show. So, go to have a look, see. Hmm. 
All right. Well, that is our show this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, remember, uh, Colin and his new bride will happily take gifts. You can uh, send them our way first and we'll quality check them. Uh, give us a call 801-917-GEEK. Feedback at stolendroids.com. Find us on Twitter and on Facebook. Until next time, cheers. And the one. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.